As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's not easy to be a police officer. I just remembered a story an old friend once told me. So, she lived in Canada in an old house. She said her house was haunted and everyone knew it. She only told me one detailed story, but refused to tell me any more. She said because they would hear nosies and sense things in the house. Whenever she had to go to the bathroom at night she would hold Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. ...did until one of her brothers would go. As soon as she saw the lights of the bathroom turn on, she would know they were there and she would just hurry and go before they left. So one night she sees the lights go on so she goes but when she gets to the bathroom the lights are on but no one is in there. She said she freaked out a bit at that point and she turned around to go to her room and saw a kid standing by the stairs that go to the first floor. She said the kid did not look like a cloud or transparent, it just looked like a regular kid, but creepy because he was pale and his eyes looked all black with no white. She said he was holding a ball then he dropped it and it went down the stairs and he chased after it. I think I remember her saying he was either laughing or crying as he went down. It was a long time ago I heard this. She was she got hysterical and ran to her parents room and made her dad look for the kid, but there was no one in the house. This was before her parents accepted the house was haunted, but she said soon after that her dad experienced something. But she stopped talking and didn't tell me what. Here is another story I heard. This one was from another person who lived in a haunted house, didn't know her personally but did get to ask a few questions over email about it. She said there was a spirits that lived in her house. Something that happened once was they had their dog tied up in the kitchen because it would tear up stuff. So they are watching TV in the living room and they see their dog run across from the kitchen to a bedroom. She runs after the dog calling it as she is running after it. The dog didn't listen and ran under a bed. She looks under the bed and the dog isn't there. They go back to the kitchen and their dog is tied up like he is supposed to be. She said they would frequently see that spirit that took the form of their dog. She also said there her father too was skeptical of the house being haunted, but one day he had an experience. He said he was sleeping in his room and heard a loud thump on the wall. On the other side of the wall was his daughter's closet. He said he got up to the wall and heard the thump again then heard what sounded like a bloody head slowly sliding down the wall, like if someone had been pushed hard against the closet wall and their head got split open, as they slowly slid to the floor. No one was in the other room at the time.
The first house I moved into out of high school while going to college was a very old, very small house in a town that dated back to the Civil War. I lived there with three other guys since rents were high, but we made it work. The house was built on a hill and had a small driveway in front with a U-shaped driveway in back. It had a full basement, and was owned by someone with multiple rental properties in the area. They told us we had full access to the upstairs but that they used the downstairs for storage, and to never go down there because it was full of their stuff. We never questioned it, because the rent for this particular location for our area was low, we were still technically on campus, but our house was surrounded by other college students so we could have parties whenever we wanted to. Everything was great until we started having unwanted visitors. At first, Things were pretty easy to ignore or completely write off. A roommate home by themselves would walk into a room and the lights would be on when they were home alone and hadn't flipped any switches. Someone else would hear a faucet turn on and off in a room with no one in it. We tried to do what research we could at the time and found that water pressure can cause faucets to do some crazy things on their own and that power surges can do similar things with flickering lights. Unfortunately, things kept getting stranger. At one point, one roommate, who was home alone, got out of the shower, looked into the mirror to start shaving, and noticed that someone else stepped out of the shower behind him and left the room. He searched the house, but couldn't find anyone else home at the time. Later on, a different roommate had several items go missing out of his room, including his keys and a pocket knife. He later found them in our microwave. Again, no one else was home at the time. Me, personally, I got home on a day when nobody else was at the house for the next couple of hours in between classes. There was a folding chair on the front porch next to the door, and I had an armload of books. I set the books down in the chair, unlocked, and pushed open the front door, turned and picked up my books, and, when I went to walk into the house, the door slammed in my face. I thought the wind had caught the door and went to open it but discovered that the door had locked itself again, both handle and deadbolt. Last of all, three of us were sitting together on a couch watching TV when we heard a loud, heavy thud, as though something had been dragged off of a bed in a back bedroom. All three of us later confirmed that we could distinctly hear both footsteps walking through the house as well as the sound of something heavy being dragged behind. Last of all, the back door opened and slammed shut, even though we were all in the living room, and there was supposed to be no one else in the house. A week later, we started to smell gas in the house. We called the authorities in the middle of the night and they searched the house with us waiting on the front lawn. Finally, they told us that they couldn't find a gas leak and asked us to open the basement. We had never been in there, at our landowner's request, but since the fire department was asking, we opened the garage door. Right in front of us was a Honda Shadow motorcycle with a large pool of gasoline underneath it where the gas tank had apparently leaked underneath it and the rest of the house. The firefighters saw this and decided to leave, while we were left to look around the rest of the basement. Most of what we found was shelves and shelves of canned vegetables, but in the very middle of the floor, under everyone's bedrooms, was a mortuary table and a second device. I'm still not sure what the second device was, it was cylindrical, with a small viewport in the front door. It seemed to have some places on the back for hoses or pipes to connect to it, 
although nothing was attached when we found it. It was about the right size for a couple of two liters of soda to fit inside. Soon after, we found out that our landowner worked night shifts at a local hospital. Whatever it might have been, we decided that enough was enough and we all decided to move out as soon as our leases were up. I was the last one there, and I promise that the last seven days I spent there alone are the longest days I've spent anywhere since. I am a self-described cynic who doesn't believe in the supernatural, but I can also admit when I have absolutely no explanation for a set of events. I'm sure some Reddit scientists will be able to explain everything that happened to me now that many years have passed, but I don't need their explanations anymore. I just accept that being in old houses alone is not a good idea, and do my best to avoid them altogether. Till now I have lived 17 years and some months. Most of my life has been spent unremarkably. However, that is not true for the life of my mother who passed away a year ago. She had a number of experiences which could not be deemed mundane. I shall not lay down all of them in this post but focus on some particular incidents. From the year 2015 my father, now deceased, started engaging in an imitation of Western ceremonial magic since our traditional religion did not help him make money which was of extreme importance then. All our finances had been depleted and our residence sold. We were drowned in debt. My father worked hard but wouldn't get paid and would get taken advantage of by all manners of con employers. It started with a simple rain spell obtained online and grew into proper invocations and evocations of spirits and their princes etc., without blood, gold, gemstones or anything extraordinary. His practice was based on an affordable version of ceremonial magic from certain online, modern, sources that I shall not name. We saw no success as far as the manifestation of spirits or signs of their presence was concerned for that was not even our aim or wish. However, our economic conditions improved drastically. The continuation of said practices resulted in nightmares, body scars, sight of shadowy figures, mystical dreams and prophetic dreams in my mother. This was followed by the manifestation of a blue-faced creature with a long crooked nose, large jeweled ears on random walls in the house, only my mother could see it. I myself never saw it though I certainly saw a curtain shut itself out of its own volition. All of these stopped when we installed our traditional gods in our home and ended those practices. We changed our residence as well, we shifted to another city. Indeed as a distant observer and appreciator of western traditional theurgy, I am curious if anyone else has ever experienced something similar. I am desirous of knowing the creature's name and historical background without engaging in anything remotely spiritual or occult myself, I'm aware that this is not the best place to ask. I know that my writing is not properly organized, and that my question is poorly framed and is probably meaningless. In fact, I would appreciate any opinion on this. Thank you. My brother was staying over at a friend's house. This friend and their siblings had a rough life. Parents divorced and later found out their stepdad was sexually abusing the one girl. The place they could currently afford was an old church converted into a house which just happened to have an old creepy graveyard in the back. 
My brother was about 10 or 11 years old at the time and was playing in the dark basement when they knocked a glass jar or bottle off a shelf and shattered it on the floor. The kids then all went upstairs to get a broom to clean it up. When they returned the bottle was put back together and back on the shelf. Despite this my brother for some reason decided to stay. The kids all went to bed in the living room and in the middle of the night my brother awoke to a glow in a doorway. He describes a man in mainly white if I remember correctly whose legs were blurry or faded almost as if he were floating. The man appeared to have a clever or knife in the one hand. My brother thought he was seeing things or dreaming so he rubbed his eyes hard and opened them to see the man still standing there. My brother screamed and ran for the light switch and flipped on the lights. The man was then gone. The other kids woke up and asked what happened. He said he saw a ghost and then without describing him the kids gave the exact description of him and stated they have seen him multiple times in the past. My brother immediately called our house and I had to go pick him up at 2 am. The family has since moved out and my brother's other friends have tried to get him to go back to the house since but he will not step anywhere near that place. One night he noticed lights on in the house and asked the kids who used to live there about it. They said the windows were all boarded up and nobody was living there and the power had been disconnected. To this day his story has never changed and he has a visceral fear of that place. He gets furious when I ask if he really seen what he saw that night. He says I know I seen a broken glass bottle which wasn't broke when I returned and I know what I seen in that doorway. Not sure how to explain his experience and I saw the fear in his eyes when I picked him up that night. I have a hard time not believing in ghosts and spirits with all these experiences and obviously others have had things happen too. I agree we're not alone out here. We moved into my great-grandparents' former house in San Diego a few months before my grandfather died. His parents' house. Both my great-great-grandmother and my great-grandfather had passed inside the house and there was a rumor that my great-great-grandma was still wandering the house. Within the first two weeks, things would happen beginning with this incident. My son was too and struggling to sleep in his own room. It was twice the size of his old room and not as cozy. Around midnight he would get up and climb into bed with us to sleep but one night he didn't want to sleep, he wanted to watch TV. I told him no it's night time and he started to scoot back and off the bed when something made him freeze. He looked behind him and looked scared at something that I couldn't see and dove under the pillows and stopped trying to leave the room. He was speech delayed so he didn't talk much at this age yet and couldn't explain what he saw. We would hear footsteps coming down the hallway fully expecting it to be him and it was no one. Every night between 9 to 10 pm we would hear a slam from the kitchen area. Nothing was ever there. My grandfather died after it had been there for three or four months. I was still nursing my daughter who was six months when he passed. He loved coffee and I would get this strong scent of coffee during middle of the night feedings, in a room furthest from the kitchen and at 2 or 3 am. I could have sworn I saw his ghost the night he died, floating past our back sliding door. We left after a little over a year and a half. Never looked back. Our son slept in our bed the entire time. Our daughter would talk to no one, sing songs, and wave at no one. So last night, beginning at around 10 pm, 
I was playing God of War on my PS4 in the living room. I was only a couple hours from completing the story and I achieved that with great satisfaction amazing story and gameplay. After finishing the game, I put on the next game that I'm wanting to finish and I left it on pause for a good while. I decided to look through my phone and clear some notifications before I got lost in scrolling through TikTok. I noticed that my PS4 went into rest mode and my TV was left on the no signal screen. I went back to looking at my phone again. As I finished watching a video of a woman who shared a story about her experience with helping the homeless people in her community, I heard notes from a music box. I turned my head toward the sound, which was the TV and looked around the area of the TV for just a brief moment before looking back at my phone. The tune stopped after just five notes and I looked back again at the TV. For a moment I didn't realize that not only was there nothing on TV, but also there wasn't anything else around the TV that could possibly make such a sound. I got up to inspect around the TV but only found a Lightning McQueen toy car that belonged to my son and a stuffed Santa decoration on a table beside the TV stand. None of these toys had any wind-up mechanic to them. I stood there for a moment and looked at the time, which showed 2.15 am, I had the strangest feeling of disbelief. I couldn't believe that I just heard notes from a music box that wasn't there, and the notes played the tune of Rock-A-Bye Baby. I walked toward the hallway to my bedroom before stopping and I looked around the living room and kitchen once last time. I thought okay, time for bed then I guess. I went to my room, laid down and fell asleep. When I awoke this morning I forgot about what happened last night for only a moment after waking until my wife said good morning to me, then it came back and I told my wife about it. We're left scratching our heads about it. I've heard things in the house we live in before. I've heard sinister laughing before, footsteps when no one else was home and an infant crying from our basement. These sounds I hear only happen late at night. My wife feels that they are remnants of vibrations of the past from prior occupants. We're not sure exactly who used to live here but the house was built in 1975. I kind of feel that this may be the case as my wife and children have also experienced occurrences of strange sounds of their own. They certainly don't feel threatening, only curious. After we finally got a new house rented, my boyfriend went back to his nightly gym routine. From his first night gone, around 7 o'clock at night, I noticed these flying ants, for lack of better description, roughly a half inch long, all over the house. A ridiculous amount. Naturally, I got up to investigate where they were coming from. I noticed they were coming in from the window unit, AC, in the living room wall. I turned it off, killed all the ones I could, and realized at around 8 p.m., they were gone. What I didn't realize until 9-ish, is that the dead ones were gone too. Disappeared. Into thin air. The next night, again, around 7, I hear a loud rattling noise coming from the living room. I jump up, worried one of the animals had messed with something to see the metal chain on the ceiling fan swinging hard against the light dome, causing the rattling slash clanging noise. As soon as I walk into the room, I see ants shooting out of the AC once more. Again, I kill as many as possible. Again, by around 8 p.m., 
they disappear. We used to have BF's niece and nephew stay with us a lot. At least every weekend. The ant slash clanging chain lasted about a week, and suddenly stopped. Now, we took the AC apart and never found a nest or anything. So where they had come from who knows. Anyway, one afternoon a couple of days after the activity stopped, the nephew was laying on the sofa and asked who had been messing with one of the fan blades. When we look up, we see what looked like three fingers had been dragged across it. Ignoring it, thinking it was there before we moved in and we just hadn't noticed, I cleaned the blades the next day. This fan was too high for even my 5 feet 10 height to reach without a stepladder. We lived there for around a year. The only other thing that happened, was a month or so later, as dust had accumulated once more on the fan, the three marks reappeared on one of those blades. The day after for the last time, the chain was made to swing hard enough to hit the light dome. I call this the tall entity, because whatever caused the marks had to have been at least 6 feet 5 just to be able to reach up and touch those blades. Now, I know this isn't the scariest of stories. It's not even the scariest that has happened to me. But I want to document these out in the order they happen. When my brother was six and I was four, we moved house. My brother remembers that the first night we slept there he had trouble getting to sleep, and his eyes kept focusing on something in his room that looked like the outline of a person standing at the foot of his bed. He says the next morning I said there had been a wiggly man in my room that night. I don't remember this myself, and our parents don't remember me saying it, but there were lots of experiences I had in that house over the years that I do remember vividly. I would hear voices, usually angry ones, and often my brother would hear the same thing at the same time but our parents wouldn't hear anything. We both used to feel hands grabbing us, especially at night. We both got sleep paralysis often, and we both would see a pale, sick-looking man with sores around his eyes, nose and mouth holding us down. We both heard footsteps patrolling the house at night. I saw a woman in an old-fashioned dress sort of sitting slash lying on the bottom of the staircase and crying, three different times, and one of those times my brother also saw her. I would hear loud banging on my bedroom door, at first I assumed it was my brother being a dick, but when I went to check there was never anyone there, my brother would often hear the banging too but our parents never did. My brother was seeing and hearing strange things almost every week. There was always weirdness like doors, cupboards and drawers being left open when we knew we closed them, weird smells and problems with electronics, our parents constantly got people in to check for problems with the wiring or CO2 etc. Stuff got knocked over when there was no one around. Our parents never believed us about what we saw and heard, no one did. At first everyone thought my brother was making it up and I was playing along to be included. Then they thought he was having psychosis symptoms and because I was young and suggestible I was imagining the things he was saying he saw. I started to believe it too until my brother and I both saw a shadow person walk through the coffee table towards us and the coffee table moved too. The remote fell off it and a glass on it fell off and chipped. That was real, our parents could see it, and we got in trouble for it, that couldn't be a hallucination or imagination. We moved out after six years there and we stopped seeing and hearing those things. No more sleep paralysis. 
everyone thought my brother's psychosis was being controlled by his meds, but when he moved out of home he stopped taking his meds and he was fine, no symptoms of psychosis. We both agree the house was definitely haunted but our parents still stick with the psychosis theory and we've learned not to bother arguing. So, back in 2002 I moved out and got my first apartment in Emmaus, Pennsylvania. It was swell, I just always felt like someone was looking over my shoulder, and I always looked down the hallway when I was walking by. Sometimes, at night, I would feel the corner of my bed bounce like someone kicked it or sat on it. Once, I even woke up at night and saw a blue orb next to my head. Of course, I punched at it, and literally fell out of bed. I just assumed it was a dream. Even once my buddy was over, we were walking down the hallway and he just passed out cold and crumpled onto his back. I was there for perhaps 8 years, and a new neighbor had moved in. He was a teacher at the high school next door. We were on his porch drinking, and the other next door neighbor came over. Now I never knew this guy, but we all got to talking. He said one night he was sleeping on his couch and saw a woman in the hallway. He got scared and closed his eyes, and when he opened them, she was gone. The teacher neighbor said that he heard in 1982 a teacher was killed in the apartments. Now, being a skeptic, I blew it off as a scary story while boozing. After I moved out, I decided to check it out, and sure enough, in the very apartment I was staying, a teacher was brutally murdered stabbed like 24 times, in the bedroom. Anna Salt was her name. The case is still open. They never found the killer. It still gives me goosebumps to this day. My roommate and I moved into our college dorm back in August for freshman year. We used to joke about how our dorm might be haunted, but over the past few months, it's felt more and more real. On the very first night, roommate woke me up saying she'd been stung by a wasp. We took care of the sting, and in the morning, found no openings in the window or walls. She was stung two or three times, and in total we found three live wasps in our room, and three dead ones, as far as I remember. This we brushed off as a weird incident, just a crappy dorm. Once when I was alone maybe a month ago, I heard a strange whispery sound from the corner of the room. I tried to dismiss it as pipes or neighbors or something, but it quite literally sounded like a human sigh from a specific location. A few days later, when roommate and I were in the room together, we both heard it. Apparently, she'd also heard it once by herself. Always a human sounding sigh from the same corner. Tonight, things started to feel really scary. We were goofing off laughing about some funny moment that had just happened, and I decided to take a Polaroid picture to commemorate the moment. I put it aside to develop. She then took a picture of me in a different spot in the room, and I set it aside in the same spot. We didn't check them for a bit. When I eventually checked, the one of me had developed perfectly, but the one of her was almost pitch black with three small, white orbs floating vertically across the image. I thought, what the hell? and tried to take another picture of her in that same spot. I let it develop in a different location. Checked it again, and it was the same thing. Three white orbs against a dark background. 
You can't see my roommate at all in the photo, or the door or wall behind her. It was a well-lit area with white walls. There was a mirror in the background, but her body and a couple towels covered it. We thought it might have been the reflection of the metal door hinges, but again, her body should have covered them. We're both properly freaked out. I'm a bit spiritual myself, so I've had crystals around the room for months, but nothing in that corner. I'd burn incense but it's not allowed in the dorms. It doesn't seem malicious, and maybe it's nothing, but we're really convinced something's going on a pattern of threes, the wasps, the size, the orbs, some weird pressure changes in the room, and it's said someone died in the bathroom on this floor, we found an article online about it, that's what spurred the initial joke. Does this seem like it could be legit? We've tried to logic our way out of it, but the photographic evidence of potential spirit orbs was a bit much to dismiss. A few years back I worked at one of the nursing homes in town, now shut it down. I worked there for years, all the way to the day we closed and moved to a new nursing home. I worked day, evening and graveyard shift. And for the most part it was pretty normal. It was an old building, so we could hear strange noises from time to time. And a few times room alarms and empty rooms would go off. But again, old building and not well kept. And me, scaring other works on the graveyard shift by turning on and off the elevator. But on my ward, with eight rooms, we had one room that for the last year or so of operation was pretty strange. All our patients was long-term dementia patients. Most have been there for at least two to three years. But in one room we would get patients come and go, patients that did not look all that sick when they came to us. Our other patients did not like that room, always talked about a person in the room when they walked past it. Dimesha, yes I know. But they talked as it was the same person. And the room alarm, that went of at all hours of the day when the room was empty. I remembered one night I was working, got an alarm from another room and walked past that room and could swear I saw someone sitting in a chair. After I worked the alarm from the other room I went back to see, empty. I figured it just must been a shadow from the road or something. Everyone talked about that room. My boss shut that room down for the last six to seven months we was open. I will never forget that room. Haunted, just poor maintained building or paranoia from patients and workers. I don't know, but it sure as hell was weird. A few days after getting arm surgery, I went to bed, took my melatonin, tucked myself in and shut the light off and stared around my room for no reason. But as I looked at my air vent, the feather at the bottom of my dream catcher was wiggling. Even though it never does that, I was extremely confused. Strange things kept zipping around my room when I looked at my ceiling. There was residue that looked like spiders, by the way the residue was already there, and as I looked at the rims of my ceiling, it looked like a static TV background. I became so creeped out that I had to turn on the light to see what was and wasn't real. The spiders were not there. My American flag was kinda bent originally which made it look like a ghost was peering at me. I was scared whenever I looked at anything for a few seconds. It would either start crawling, start to fade away, 
or darken my eyesight making me confused as hell. It lead to me telling myself that I knew it wasn't real. I stared at my closet which made its door look like it was opening by itself. I slightly put my foot down on the edge of my bite, but felt something weird. Even though it was definitely not real, I thought I heard gunshots. I heard footsteps which sounded insanely real. I looked at my pillow and thought I saw a tiny kitten which didn't scare me, but I looked up at my bed thought I saw another spider. But the worst part about this is that it was not even the devil's hour yet. Hello everyone, I wanted to share a little story about a shadowy figure which has been present in my life since I was younger. For context, I am a believer in the paranormal as well as spirituality in general, but I think what's really shocked me is the consistency in the sightings and actions of this shadowy figure from the perspective of people who have no background knowledge of it from myself or anyone. As a child, I was sitting with my brother in his bedroom where the door had a clear view of the entire hallway, which allowed me to see both entrances of my parents' bedroom and the washroom, which were parallel from each other. I remember the sun was setting, and due to forest fires, the entire hallway was brightly lit in a deep red color, which felt eerie, but not a big deal and didn't think much of it. And as I turned my head to look down the hallway, I witnessed the clear image of a short, shadowy figure quickly running from my parents' bedroom into the washroom. I was utterly terrified and couldn't believe what I had just saw, and I told my brother and parents about it. Fast forward years later, my aunt comes to visit and stays at our house for a couple months. She never says anything about it to us, and it doesn't come up. But years later, we start getting to talk about scary stories, and she tells me, you know, your house has something. Mind you, I haven't told her anything about what I saw, nor did my family members say anything, but she describes exactly what I had saw, in the exact same placements, doing the exact same thing, a short, shadowy figure zooming from my parents' bedroom into the washroom just as I had saw years prior. Finally, some many more years pass by, and I am living in a new house with a couple roomies. One of my roomies is a very spiritual person and I haven't told her this experience of mine, however, I did tell her that I felt a presence in the house when I had first moved into the point where I visited my local church to get rosaries and crosses as well as some sage to ward off any bad spirit slash energy. Initially she tells me that there isn't anything in the house, this is when I had first moved in. But tonight, she reaffirms me that there really was nothing before I came here, but now that I am here, there is something. Anywho, we had gotten to talking about spirits just randomly, and she brought up how I mentioned that I was feeling scared when I first moved in, and she told me that she had seen, twice now, a tall shadowy figure racing from my bedroom into the washroom. Needless to say, I was just speechless and terrified. I've always felt that I was being watched, or never really alone, it's never really bugged me unless I think about it a lot but I'm just so curious why this sort of thing happens. She told me that maybe this entity is following me around because it has unfinished business with me, but I really do wonder what that means and why spirits do these things like cling on to certain people. What do you guys think?
I had a friend back when I was young who lived in a very, very old house. Around this time Game Boy was the new thing to have and my older brother and friend were hogging it so I was forced to play alone in the yard of the friend's house while they stayed on the porch. I was getting bored and this friend had the best toys so I asked if I could run upstairs and pick out a few, so I stroll in and find a few and as I'm coming out of the room I look down the hallway into the open door of my friend's little sister's room, and I see what I can only describe as flowing white fabric like a curtain swaying in the wind. I thought it was her making her bed or something and start down the creaky stairs, then I think that maybe if the guys want play she will. So I run up the stairs to get her and the room is empty and no blankets or curtains match the ones I saw. I went outside and asked my friend where his sister was and he said his mom and dad took her to a soccer game, leaving the house empty. Another I had when I was young was at a hundred-something-year-old Indian church. I had sneaked upstairs to do puzzles during a dinner and as I was doing them I hear small footsteps running up the stairs and toward the door I thought it was a cousin sent to find me but when the footsteps came to the open door nothing was there. When I was around 12 I was downstairs alone playing with toys, mum was upstairs with the dog, no other pets or people in the house. I look up at the TV which was off, it was one of those chunky grey ones with a shiny glass screen, and in the reflection I saw clear as day this black skinny humanoid figure on all fours dashed towards the stairs from a few inches away from me. His legs didn't bend, it was like how a Minecraft dog walks. I sit there frozen for a few minutes, close my eyes, dash upstairs to my mum and dog and couldn't tell her about it for ages because of how scared I was. When I did tell her she didn't believe me, but I'm still sure I saw it. It wasn't a hallucination, it was there, it was solid. Some things are just unexplainable to those who have not witnessed it themselves. Few years back we used to live in a small little apartment suite and I would sometimes see these black shadows around. You could never really put your eyes on it but it would kinda flicker once or twice in the corner of your eyes. I've never connected it to anything supernatural, never thought too much about them. That is until one night I had my first sleep paralysis experience. To those that never heard of sleep paralysis, it's when you're sleeping and you wake up in the middle of the night but your body is paralyzed and you can't move. In some cases of sleep paralysis, the person sleeping could see a black shadow or a demon somewhere in their room. You can try to convince me it's a psychological effect slash my brain was playing tricks but I can't describe in words how realistic the whole experience was. There I was in the middle of the night with my eyes open but I had no control over my body. I remembered reading that when you're in a situation where you can't move, you should wiggle your toes to wake the rest of your body so that's what I did but it didn't work. The more I tried the more my anxiety kicked in and I started to panic. Enter the shadow. Right there in the freaking corner of my room was a tall dark shadowy figure. I couldn't make out any physical details but in a weird way I could feel that thing. I could also see a sorta face except there wasn't a face on it. As I lied there in full blown panic, the shadow started to talk but it wasn't any real words or language. I remember it sounding more like a deep rumble, like a man was mumbling to himself. 
The thing approached my bed slowly from the corner and towered right over me. I don't remember much at this point except that thing reached out his hands and put it over my face. I shit you not, I still remember the sensation a little bit as it felt like it was sucking my soul out of me or something. I passed out right after. I remembered everything crystal clear when I woke up, not like a weird dream feeling but a real I know this happened feeling. I was scared to go sleep at night for a few weeks but the thing never came back and I eventually forgot about it. That is until a year later. We had moved out at this point because our rent contract was over and one day I was having lunch with my dad. Quick backstory, my dad is a believer in science kinda guy and definitely not a believer of the supernatural. Anyway so we're talking over lunch and on the topic of a murderer in Hong Kong, he mentioned our old place. This is where shit got weird, he told me how the whole time he lived in our old apartment he felt kinda off. He would sometimes see weird shadows and according to him they would bother him while he sleeps. He eventually told us that the old apartment we stayed at belonged to a guy from Hong Kong who brought the place for his wife and kids. His wife was apparently our landlord. The crazy thing? The guy's a convicted murderer slash gangster who has a ton of blood on his hands, according to my dad, I've never told anyone about my experience there. I've never shared how I saw a shadow or my sleep paralysis story so Therese no way my dad was pulling a prank. Anyways that's the story of how I became a believer. Some things just can't be explained. Wild shit. I remember waking up one night and hearing the drawers in the kitchen opening and closing. It's such a distinctive sound. I've since moved out, but creepy shit still happens there on the regular. For example, my brother and his family recently bought the house just around the corner from my dad's, and their back gardens face each other's. My youngest sister was around it as having a playdate with my nephew, and when she got home she's declared to my other sister, I could see you at my bedroom window. My other sister later told me this, and that she had never been in the room. A few days ago I was eating food at my computer and I turned around for two seconds. I saw a black wolf with red eyes looking at me. It was very clear and I still remember it very clearly. Can someone explain what it meant or what it was trying to tell me? I can't stop thinking about it and I had similar encounter with a spirit seagull two years ago but I'll write about it another time. I'm just really freaked out by that wolf and I don't know what it was. I have had many encounters with entities while high on mushrooms and during sleep paralysis but these ones while I'm completely sober and appear out of nowhere creep me out the most. I don't know why but out of everyone around me I seem to be the most interesting person to mess around with which freaks me the f out. But if I could get some info on the black wolf that would be great, thanks. I had a paranormal experience with my sister in our house, she told me she had a dream about something coming from the basement and trying to get her, but before it could she woke up. I'd had similar dreams except said something came from under my bed. I asked her to draw a picture of what she saw and I'd draw a picture of what I saw. 
We drew almost the exact same picture of a faceless woman with long fingers and black hair and a white dress and no face. I burned the pictures in our fireplace and we never talked about it again. The house I stayed in had about four cats and a dog, this is important for later, everyone that lived or visited that house would said they always felt something or felt uneasy. I always chalked it up to everyone being high or superstitious one late night, like maybe 3am, I was going to the bathroom, my bathroom was right off the kitchen, and I looked into the kitchen and see one of the cats walking towards me and I reached down to pet the cat and soon as it gets a few inches from my hand it puts its tail up and it slowly faded away as soon as it got to my hand it was gone. I couldn't believe it and I just sat there in that position for like a solid minute. I told the owner's sisters about it and they didn't say much but I can tell they freaked out. Several years later I found out they started seeing the shadow cat right after I moved in and after I moved they didn't see it again. The other one was the middle of the day. I'm assuming middle school or early high school because my younger sister walked in asking me to play and I was wholly uninterested. My room was on the smaller side and I had gotten one of those giant foam bean bag couch things, so it took up basically the entire open floor of my room. There were two indentations that had formed from where it was used the most, the one I'd usually sit in and the other my dog would usually chill in. This day, I was in the divot farthest from the door, the other one was empty, and my dog was lying on the bed behind the bean bag couch. So sister walks in. I tell her to go away. One of the things she would do often, and a big reason we wrote her off, was try to spook me with her sightings of these two entities, the tall black thing and a stereotypical little girl in white dress, but without eyes. She gets annoyed when I refuse to play and goes fine, I just won't tell you the little girl is sitting right there then and points at the open indent. I scoff, tell her whatever, she walks away. No sooner does she say this and leave the room, my large dog that was just chilling out on the bed jumps to his feet and starts flipping the F out in the direction of this indent. Full-blown barking, hackles raised, the works. I try to calm him down and he starts trying to leave the room, but the beanbag couch, and more specifically the side with the open indent this little girl was supposedly in, blocks the way. He absolutely refuses to step on the bean bag couch and launches himself over it and out the bedroom door. Of course I'm no dummy so I haul us out of there with him. He was perfectly content once we were out of the room, wasn't barking at say the door or something outside the room once we were out of it. As far as I could tell, there was nothing else of note he was reacting to other than that indent my sister had pointed at. I have a distant relative in the rural Midwest who lives with his family in farm country as well. He is a developmentally disabled adult who loves to night walk alone along the country roads and paths. Long walks, and he often run walks. He is harmless, introverted and shy and of slight stature. His family has long worried about him, especially him getting hurt or injured and nobody knowing. He always comes home in one piece though. Still, his family worries. Whenever they tried to follow him, 
he always somehow knew and just disappeared into the dark, without a trace. A few years back, his family got him to agree to wear a GPS tracker on his walks in case of accident or injury. The thing is though, they have never been able to actually find him when they tried even with the GPS tracker on. He always disappears into thin air even when they're right on top of him. They've never found the tracker discarded or left by the roadside either. They've just never been able to find him that way, even when announcing themselves or calling out to him. He isn't very communicative and has never said that he's hiding or anything, or that he knew anyone came looking for him. So he can literally disappear, and yet he always comes home. His family still worries that someday he won't though. What I'm saying with this story is that maybe you saw him. Or someone like him. When I was living with my relatives, they lived in a big two-story house that was also in the woods. Always lived in houses on tribal lands, hence why so much rural housing. Me and my cousins used to sleep in the downstairs den which was pretty big and had a room and bathroom right by it. We went and laid down around 1 a.m., all the lights except the bathroom lights were off, and we had the TV off. All of a sudden we hear a guitar strum. It was coming from their brother's room, which had an old electric guitar. At first we thought maybe it tipped over and hit a few guitar strings, since nobody was in there and the guitar wasn't plugged in. But then we heard more, and it sounded as if someone was in there trying to play, very horribly, that old guitar. My older, and braver, cousin got up and went to the bedroom and turned on the light. No one was in there and the guitar was laying on the floor. It did this about three more times until we finally fell asleep. Still scary as shit hearing an eerie guitar play by itself while you sit in the dark. My girlfriend's house was always spooky, she'd lived there her whole life and had a bunch of creepy stories. One common thing that would happen while we were at her house alone, and we were alone, this was during high school and I was very much not allowed to be in her house unsupervised as you can imagine, is that you would hear the microwave door open and close from her room, sometimes even hear buttons push. Anyways, we are at her house one day, and while she's in the bathroom, I see a man very clearly, very clearly, walk into her father's room. I kinda freaked a little thinking we were busted and I was like uh, is your dad home? And she's like no, he's not home till later. She checks the driveway, no truck, we check his room, empty. Even the sliding glass door to the backyard was still locked from the inside. No one in the closet, no one under the bed, no attic access panel or anything but I 100% saw a man walk into that room. This wasn't a shadow or something out of the corner of my eye. I very clearly saw and heard a man walking down the hall and into her room. Never figured it out. Most humanoid thing I saw was a shadow. I was on the couch in the living room, and laying on my front looking towards the foyer. To the left of the foyer is my parents' bedroom in my direction. The light in the room was on, and I looked from the couch to the floor next to the foyer, in front of the door's entrance. I saw a shadow. 
Figured it was just a lamp or something, but it looked somewhat human-like. Seconds later, it began moving further into the bedroom. Yeah, the shadow couldn't been anything, but it still creeped me out. That said, I have imagined other people when I'm sitting down or walking around, especially at work. I was working on a machine once, and saw someone walk through my work's front door into the building. I look up, and nobody's there. No cars. Nobody at a register. But then I've seen people some amount of distance in front of me, only for there to be nothing there. But that can all be explained by tiredness and being unfocused. This happened to me when younger, about 8 to 9. Was at aunt's house and we were sitting in the living room. The way the house is, was facing the wall with big mirror above fireplace. You can see the second floor balcony, hallways from said mirror. I asked my aunt where's my cousin? She said he's at a friend's house. At that exact moment I saw a hooded figure in the mirror go into his room. I thought my aunt was messing with me and I said no he isn't, he just walked into his room. Sprinted up there, looked inside and saw no one there. Freaked me the f out, stayed quiet rest of the day and this was my introduction to the paranormal. When I was a kid I was staying the night at one of my friend's houses. It was a small, two-bedroom apartment. The kitchen had a small bathroom attached and a hallway where the two bedrooms were across from one another and the hallway lead out to the living room. One weekend I was staying over and my bed was right by the door in my friend's bedroom and her bed was pushed against the opposite wall. So everyone was asleep, including her parents, and I was reading by the night light and the bedroom door was cracked open. I heard a noise and looked up and I swear I saw this little girl in braided pigtails, wearing an old-fashioned white nightgown, barefoot walking past the cracked open bedroom door from the direction of the kitchen. I watched her walk into the archway that lead to the living room so I got up and followed her. There was nothing or no one in the living room and it was dark. I remember so vividly checking the VCR clock and seeing that it was 1.08 AM in the neon green font. So I stood there for a few minutes and then just went back to bed. I saw a lady when I was 14. She had no face and a huge summer hat. Like one of those floppy wide-brimmed hats people wear at the beach or at a summer garden party if you know what I mean. She also had a fitted, yet loose-fitting dress past her knees and no face. Her hair was below the shoulders, kinda long, about as long as to the bottom of where her rib cage would have been, her hair was dark in color. I remember her so well. She was definitely short judging by her height but she felt so tall. Right before I saw her I got this weird feeling, and after she left I still had the weird feeling. I was like the feeling of adrenaline, but not quite like it at the same time. It was really bizarre. I also remember seeing white figures pass my doorway when I was a little kid, so I always slept with the door closed because the figures scared me. I've never seen the figures since. My friends and I were in a car when we were teenagers, all stone cold sober, 
and we saw someone walk into the road and begin to cross, so the driver slowed down. When the guy got halfway across the road, they just dissipated, into a mist. We started driving at a normal speed again, not talking to each other, and after a few more blocks I asked the driver what he saw when he slowed down, he described exactly what I saw. My friend in the back seat said he was looking down when the car slowed down and didn't look up for a few seconds. He said, I didn't see anyone cross into the road, but I saw something in the middle of the road and I don't know what the hell it was. When my mother was slowly passing of liver failure, we didn't know what was happening at the time, she would be terrified to go into the living room as she would see a tall intimidating figure. This was just after my firstborn was getting more independent, I left him in the living room and my son and after a few minutes I heard my mother scream bloody murder. Telling this figure to get away from my son, going into the living room my mother was in hysterics. My son was just sitting on the couch, freaked out that his grandmother was screaming. My mother died three days later. I was about five. I was awake late at night in my bed that faced the door into the hallway. My mom would keep the door open so she could hear if I needed her during the night. And she's a single mom so there were no men in the house. Especially when I was so young. I remember lying there, frozen in fear, because a silhouette of a man with a hat on and red eyes was staring at me from the doorway. I didn't want to move in case he came closer and he never said anything. Eventually I put my head under the covers and started to scream at which point my mum wakes up and comes running and asking what happened. I told her everything and she assured me it was just a nightmare and to go back to sleep. It wasn't until about 10 plus years later she was watching a paranormal show that started talking about the hat man and she called me immediately, screaming about how everything I described as a child fit these other sightings. When I was little my room was in the basement and I refused to sleep with the door open because I was afraid of seeing a man with a distinct hat pacing past my door in the hallway. I never told anyone this was the reason. Eventually I grew out of the fear and grew up. But one night I was tucking my much younger brother once he moved his room downstairs as well. As I was leaving the room he worriedly asked me to make sure I closed the door. When I asked why he said, I'm just afraid there's a man with a hat who walks by. One night I wasn't feeling very well and the upstairs had a larger bathroom. Downstairs was an old half bath and I wanted to leave that for her if my wife needed to use it at night, so I figured I might as well sleep in the guest room. My wife did not have a problem with this as she had work early the next day and I was constantly getting out of bed with food poisoning. At some point in the night I awoke to the door slowly creak open and a female voice asking if I was feeling alright. I assumed it was my wife and replied yes honey I'm fine, see you in the morning. But the door never closed and no footsteps went down the stairs as I would have heard them in this 1800s home original wood floors and stairs. We were alone in the house that night. Edit, I asked my wife about it the next morning and she said never came up to check to on me let alone wake up during the night. 
I was facing away from the door when it happened and the unexpected silence following the question made me turn over to check. The door was wide open, no lights were on, and no footsteps. When I was a kid, I had a race car bed, I woke up one night and saw an old man with a red fisherman's hat, sitting on the edge of my bed, but he was staring at me, I felt like he wanted me to stay, but I got up and ran straight to my parents' room. When we went back of course there was nothing there. I knew it wasn't a real person because it looked kind of ethereal, and bluish. Weird but I remember it cleanly. My dad and my grandpa, to ease my mind, went into my room the following weekend to get rid of the ghosts they took trash bags and brought them out full, they blew into them, I realized when I got older lol. Anyways, they took those full bags to the basement of my grandparents house and later showed me them, they were tied in the center of the room to a foundation pole, really committing to the act. I saw one of those bags move when I went down to look and it scared the hell out of me again. I never saw anything sitting on my bed again, so I'm always assuming their tricks worked on me. When I was around 5 years old I had a nightmare, so like any child I went to my parents. I laid in between them and just stared at the ceiling. It was pitch black and out of nowhere I see the devil's face form on the ceiling. So I just close my eyes and try to force myself to sleep. Fast forward about 12 to 14 years later. I'm in my room playing games online. I'm facing away from my TV that I have muted but have it on for the background lighting. I had been playing for hours and for whatever reason I decide to turn around just to see what's on screen. It was Unsolved Mysteries, showing the upcoming after commercials. My TV was muted so I didn't hear what it was talking about but I just see a story about a child staring at the ceiling and a devil's face appears to them. At this point I'm like WTF. I unmute my TV and wait for the commercials to end and it was pretty much the same exact thing that happened to me as a child. From what I recalled, there was a few reports around the country of children having this same experience with no explanation. My sister Giselle, who was 5 or 6 at the time, was in the living room with baby me, who was asleep in my crib. She said she was playing on her DS when all of a sudden, she saw something out of the corner of her eye standing next to my baby crib. She looked up and saw this tall ass man who was like a shadow person but had the outline of a fedora on his head. She said she wasn't tired or anything and just saw the guy staring at baby me, clear as day. It wasn't my dad because he was probably at work and he's a short, kinda chubby guy. She was just staring at the guy for a good while until all of a sudden, he faded away like nothing happened. When she told me that, got scared shitless. Bonus story that happened to me involving a fedora guy because why not? I don't know exactly how old I was at the time, but it was night time and I was watching a movie in the living room with my mom and her boyfriend at the time. My mom had already divorced my dad so I was probably 4, 5, or 6. Anyways, in the living room, you could see into the kitchen that was a few feet away. I decided to look in the kitchen, 
and saw a shadow outline of a man sipping from what looked like a whiskey glass and it looked like he was wearing a fedora. My mom, her boyfriend, and I were the only ones home at the time so that was a bit strange. I looked into the main room, which was in front of the kitchen and you could see the main room through the kitchen, and I saw that nobody was there. I looked back at the fridge and at the guy was still there. I was confused but not scared for some reason. I told my mom and she just said that it was probably my imagination. I looked at the fridge one last time and the man was gone. At that time, I just assumed my mom was right and thought nothing of it. But, now that I think about it, if I was imagining it then how the hell would I see a grown man sipping whiskey through a glass cup if I knew nothing about alcohol? And, if it was also my imagination, how would I see the liquid in the cup moving and it disappearing down the man's throat?